Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I woke up to big news, just like you did. The president and the first lady, as well as Hope Hicks, have all tested positive inside the White House for COVID. Want to wish all of them well. We'll discuss right off the jump of the show. Also, uh, we will discuss what happened with Sam Darnold and the Jets losing to the Broncos. We'll give you all the picks rolling into the weekend and discuss college football and the NFL loaded program. Talk with my buddy Lance Taylor from 94.5 Jocks out in Birmingham. Uh, Megan Kelly will swing by. We'll play an excerpt from the Wins and Losses podcast if you haven't heard that. And we will also talk with Jason King, OutKick writer, uh, who has been doing fantastic work on the website about the absolute latest there. That's all headed your way. This is OutKick, and the podcast begins now. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, 2020 gonna 2020, y'all. We got a bunch of sports to get into, but right off the top here, I think it's worth mentioning, and we need to, the president and the first lady, along with Hope Hicks, who is one of his top advisors, have all tested positive for COVID. This happened late last night, uh, and I woke up to the news like many of you are probably waking up to the news. I hope that uh, that, that all three of them are going to be fine. Obviously, I know uh, the president a little bit just through his uh, visits on our show each of the past couple of months, 
and uh, most of you enjoyed that conversation. I appreciate him coming on. I know Hope Hicks because she is uh, involved in helping to schedule everything that the president does, so she was instrumental in helping to put him on the show. So right off the top here, I just uh, want the, all of them to, uh, to to be able to recover. I want to wish them the best, and regardless of politics, Democrat, Republican, Independent, I want everybody to be safe uh, who is potentially dealing with COVID-related issues across the country. Within that context, I would also say that some people are going to test positive, as we've seen with the Titans, as we've seen with a lot of NFL coaches, as we've seen with some college coaches, such as Mike Norvell at Florida State. And the vast, vast majority of everyone who tests positive is going to be fine, which is why I still think, even though there will be uh, absolute take quakes uh, with everybody reacting to the president's news from late last night all throughout the day and all throughout the weekend and beyond, I still believe it's important that kids should be in school, that people should be back at work, and that all of our sports should be playing. This doesn't change any of the data or analysis that I've been trying to give you guys as it pertains to the return of school and sports, whether it's the Big Ten, whether it's the SEC, whether it's what's going to be going on with my family this weekend. I've got uh, I've got flag football for the fourth grader that'll be being played games, and uh, my kindergartner is going to be playing soccer. And uh, as soon as I finish this show this morning, I'm going to walk my kids to in-person school. But I want to wish the best to the White House. Anybody else who might test positive uh, related to uh, COVID in the White House as well, I hope all of you get uh, healthy. I hope you don't have major complications from this. And I hope that everybody is back to 100% sooner rather than later. Okay, that's a major story that is hanging out there. Pivoting to much less serious stories in general, which is always the case when you talk about sports, we had a whale of a uh, of an evening in the world of sports. First of all, Sam Darnold and uh, and Adam Gase are both now potentially on the chopping block over what happened on Thursday Night Football. Congratulations, the Broncos getting their first win of the season, but the Jets were so bad and so inept that there now has to be a legitimate question about whether or not the Jets could be entering the Trevor Lawrence sweepstake. And if that is going to occur, whether it might be the end of Sam Darnold's tenure in New York. I don't know how, if you go as bad as it appears the Jets are going to go, and they may start 0-8, they may start 0-9, they may finish 3-13, 2-14, whatever the number is, and you are in a position to draft Trevor Lawrence... I don't know how you feel comfortable enough with what you've seen from Sam Darnold, at least so far, to say, no, we don't need to make that move. We're going to pass on Trevor Lawrence because we have the quarterback of our franchise already here, and we feel very good about him. I also think that Adam Gase is as close to being fired as you can possibly get to being fired, and uh, that's unfortunate because there was such excitement when he came to the Jets and also just such excitement about Sam Darnold in general and it hasn't panned out, at least so far. But Broncos get a uh, a nice win, given all their injuries that they are dealing with. Uh, credit to Vic Fangio's crew for getting that done. 2020 is wild, part two. How about the Braves and the A's both winning postseason series on the same day? I don't think anybody would have foreseen that taking place uh, at any point in the recent history. Uh, and we also got some interesting games still in baseball, Coming up as we roll forward, uh, we have got the Marlins and the Cubs game two. The Marlins with a chance to close the Cubs out in both game two and potentially, if necessary, game three. 
And it was a whale of a game. I don't know how many of you were flipping back and forth during the NFL game last night, but Fernando Tatis Jr. took over for the Padres to stave off elimination against the Cardinals. And there will be a do or die game uh, for St. Louis and San Diego uh, taking place uh, later today. Also, a couple of other news stories that are out there uh, as we try to put the entirety of the sports landscape in perspective for you. We also have game two of the NBA Finals. Now, the NBA Finals is being viewed by fewer fans than any NBA Finals in almost all of our lives. It's the lowest rated finals on record. It was down 45%, which is unheard of, from last year's finals, which featured a team from Canada and was really badly rated. It was down nearly 60% from the last time that LeBron James himself was in the finals, which was two years ago. This is an unmitigated disaster for the NBA. Building on top of that also, and I'm curious to see how much attention this gets, it should be a massive story for other sports media, but OutKick may be the only place that is actually covering this. Rudy Gobert has become the first NBA player to come out and criticize China for its concentration camps. You remember what a big story it turned into when Daryl Morey tweeted support for Hong Kong democracy. Well, now Rudy Gobert has come out publicly becoming the first NBA player to oppose the Uyghur concentration camps that exist for Muslim, uh, Muslim religious faith members of that ethnic minority in China. So uh, Rudy Gobert speaks out, will other NBA players, executives, or teams follow his lead, or will they continue to be complete hypocrites on all issues surrounding human rights law around the world and social justice? That is worth paying attention to as we move forward throughout Friday and get ready for Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Will anybody else join Rudy Gobert in speaking out against China? And if so, what will the fallout be for the NBA? Props to Rudy Gobert for recognizing the hypocrisy and speaking out aggressively against American institutions while continuing to take Chinese money and not saying a word about things that you might disagree with in China. So all of that coming together, we got a, uh, a wild weekend coming up in college football and the NFL. We're going to be breaking it down with you uh, throughout the entirety of the show. About to be joined in the next segment by my buddy Lance Taylor from 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Also, uh, we're going to have Megan Kelly and Jason King on the program. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast. Fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Choose and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. We are joined now by Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Comes on a lot with us, hasn't been on in a while. Appreciate you getting up early, my man. Uh, What is the vibe in Alabama as Alabama gets ready for Texas A&M? And before I even ask you that question, actually, I'm going to start with this one. Can you believe it's been eight years since Johnny Manziel came into Tuscaloosa as a 17-point underdog and led the Aggies to the upset victory and basically made himself a legend. Can you believe it? Does it seem like eight years to you? No, no, no. And I, I remember so much about that day. I remember where I was watching the game, what I did after the game. I mean, and, you know, when you put put it all together like that, it really seems like it was a year or two ago. But Johnny Manziel does seem ancient times ago. But I don't know if you realize this, but since – 
you know, that first meeting when they were SEC rivalries back in 2012, that, that win, Bama's won seven straight in yeah. the last three in Tuscaloosa. They've won by an average of 46-17. These games, games haven't, they haven't even been close. How, how much pressure do you think Jimbo Fisher is feeling coming off of the 17-12 to win over Vanderbilt? This is a guy they're paying $75 million guaranteed, $7.5 million a season. And really, I believe I looked at the at the numbers. I think he's ten and seven right now in the SEC in his first seventeen games. Um, looks to be middle of the road. Let's be honest in the uh, in the SEC West hasn't really sent a message that A and M is in any way in a different shape than they were without him. What do you think? How would you assess Jimbo so far? And do you think he's starting to feel a little bit of pressure? Yeah, I mean, I would go C-minus. You know, year one, you win nine games, and you drop back to eight wins. And look, before COVID and the abbreviated schedule, the 10-game SEC schedule, you know, I thought with what A&M had coming back before all the opt-outs, I thought it was a nine- or ten-win season just based on schedule. And then when I saw the redo on the schedule, I thought they got hit the hardest, and I started to look at it, and I was like, you know, probably more like a five-and-five. But if I'm an A&M fan, I'm pissed. You got resources, you're recruiting well. It's a guy that's won a national championship. You mentioned the $75 million contract. You've got the most experienced quarterback in the league, which, by the way, seems to regress every single game. You go on the road against Vanderbilt as a 30-point favorite, and you win by five, and even that final possession was disgusting. You're trying to run the clock out. You fumble on a fourth and one. You almost lose to a true freshman quarterback in Ken Sills to a Vanderbilt team that's just not good. I don't know what's going on with A&M. Um, I have zero expectations they'll even keep this game close Saturday in Tuscaloosa. Okay, let's talk a larger picture here um, because I, I do think it's kind of fascinating in the world of college football, and we'll get to the NFL in a minute. But Oklahoma losing. What's the status of the Big 12, even though Texas found a way to get to win 63-56 over Texas Tech? Do you have any faith in the Big 12 teams being able to put things together and be in the playoff? No, not at all. And I'm still shocked that Texas was able to come back 15 down. I had pretty much, I had that game on a top left TV. I had written it off and then Texas scores and gets a perfect onside kick. And then I tuned back in, but without Sam Ellinger, who seemed like a one man wrecking machine, I, you know, Chris Ash just doesn't have this defense where it needs to be at. I mean, for Texas tech to be able to go for 56 and Alan Bowman was up and down the field on the Longhorns. And then you look at Oklahoma uh, you know, a lot of people thought Iowa State at 12 to 1 was going to be a dark horse to maybe win the Big 12 this year. They obviously lose to a Sunbelt team in week one. Now, so we've got an elimination game already in week five between Oklahoma and Iowa State. And based on what I saw from Spencer Radler in that second half against Kansas State, by far the worst of the four quarterbacks Lincoln Riley has had, I just don't think either one of those teams is going to win out. So I'm just not sure what happens with the Big 12. And now that the Pac-12 is back playing, the Big 10 is back playing, you know, this might be the year the Big 12 gets totally shut out. Uh, let's go into the actual uh, games themselves that are taking place on the field this weekend. What to you, and Dub and I always talk about this and do kind of a draft on Friday, what to you is your must-see college football game this weekend? Is there any one that you're like, man, this is the most intriguing to me by far, I absolutely can't miss it? To me, it's Georgia-Auburn, right? Like, I, I just really want to see what Auburn's got. Georgia was very mediocre at the quarterback position. They now get JT Daniels back, but is he going to be ready to step in and play at a high level? And meanwhile, Auburn is just perpetually I – mean, I'm perpetually kind of be bewildered by Auburn football. Like, you never really know, it seems to me, what you're going to get every time they take the field. Truly, anything can happen. 
to me, this is the best game that's scheduled uh, on a day with decent games uh, come Saturday between Auburn and Georgia. Yeah, I agree. You know, the 125th um, marking of the D South's oldest rivalry, I think it is the most intriguing game. And I think you're dead on. You know, Georgia was so bad. I mean, to be trailing Arkansas, team that hasn't won an SEC game since October of 2017. Can you imagine being an Arkansas fan and you have to go three years and you haven't won an SEC game and it doesn't look like there's one even in sight that you're going to win this year? But Georgia would be down 7-5 to five at halftime. Stetson Bennett comes in. He gets a little comfortable. Um, I've talked to two different people kind of close to the Georgia program. One says that JT Daniels won't play this weekend. One says he will. I don't know what to believe. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat that Auburn defense without JT Daniels. And I look at Auburn, that 29-13 win over Kentucky. I thought it was a lot closer than 29-13 play. I'm sure you were watching Kentucky got jobbed, the touchdown yep. there at the end of the first half. They would have been up eight points. To me, that's a totally different game. Maybe I'm bitter because I had Kentucky plus six and a half. <laughs> um, but I wasn't completely blown away with this Auburn offense. I mean, Seth Williams is really good, but when Bo Nix is your leading rusher, and a Gus Malzahn slash Chad Morris offense, that is a problem. And Kentucky's got a really good, solid defense, but Georgia might have the best defense in college football. So, you know, I think the quarterbacks, what will come into play this weekend? Can Bo Nix be consistent? Um, he's a guy that's gone now 218 attempts without throwing an interception. He's not a great quarterback, but he doesn't turn it over. And on the other side, what are we going to get from Georgia? Is it going to be Stetson Bennett, or is it going to be JT Daniels? I think JT Daniels and Todd Munkin's offense – with some of those weapons, I think Georgia can be dangerous, but they've got to get quarterback right. Yeah, and if they don't, does seven seem steep to you? You know, it seems steep, but for, you know, and, and another thing you look at is is Gus Malzahn just can't beat Georgia. He's 2-6 yeah. against Georgia. He, he's better against Saban. He's 3-4 and four against Saban. He's 2-6 against Georgia. And right. going back to that game last year, game wasn't even close going into the fourth quarter. Georgia was up 21 nothing. Auburn got a couple of breaks. They cut it to 21-14, had an opportunity to tie that thing up. For whatever reason, Auburn just can't beat Georgia right now. If you told me JT Daniels is 100% starting, although the kid hasn't played in 13 months, I lay the six and a half. Otherwise, I might stay away from it. Georgia hasn't won in Athens since 2005. Uh, sorry, uh, Auburn hasn't won in Athens since 2005. Georgia not winning in Athens since 2005. That'd be a heck of a story. By the way, speaking of that would winning, be not winning in a long time. Can you believe that the Minnesota Twins have lost 18 straight postseason games? That's one of the most remarkable stats that I have ever heard in the history of sports. Ever. Purely from a, you know, it's almost like losing 18 straight coin flips, uh, you know, all having them turn up on either heads or tails. It's almost impossible to lose 18 straight baseball games, period. Even more so when you're a good enough baseball team to make the postseason, which means you win a lot of games already, right? We're not talking about the worst team in baseball. And even the worst team in baseball, it would be hard to lose 18 in a row. For a playoff caliber baseball team to lose 18 in a row is maybe the most improbable sporting result I've seen in my life. I Look, I don't disagree with you. And, you know, and, and, and so different in this abbreviated 60-game sprint and now the playoffs expanded, expanded to 12, uh, 16 teams. But they're still playing an Astro team that maybe was the biggest biggest disappointment in the 60-game season, a team that was under 500, and you're a heavy favorite in this series. It's got to be mental. Like, I don't think the Twins were as good this year as that team that won over 100 games last year and led the major majors in home runs. But still, I mean, to and, and they can't score runs, but 17 consecutive postseason losses, that's nearly impossible. 
Yeah, I, 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 it, it is almost unbelievable. All right, let's go to the NFL. First of all, Titans-Steelers gets rescheduled, and I think that works tremendously in the Titans' favor because A.J. Brown wasn't going to play this weekend. Taylor Lewan probably wasn't going to play this weekend. Now both would theoretically be able to play against the Steelers, but it raises a larger question for the NFL, which is how many positive tests mean that a team can't play and or I guess larger context maybe, when do those positive tests have to arise? And what I've been told, I don't know if you've heard similar talk, LT, is that the NFL is very prepared to push back the postseason. They could start the playoffs later. They could start the Super Bowl later. Basically, they've got the whole month of February to work with. The, the television networks aren't going to complain about having football for a longer season, right? Uh, you know, that's the whole purpose of going to 17 games and uh, prolonging the process. The television networks didn't get their preseason football games this year. So if they have to add a few extra weeks to the regular season in order to get all these games in, there are not going to be any complaints. Uh, but it is kind of a little bit wacky that the Titans would get positive tests and end up benefiting as a result. Yeah, you know, and, and this is a situation, it's unlike Major League Baseball where we had the Marlins outbreak and the Cardinals early on and people thought for a minute that Rob Manford might shut that thing down. You know, you could get away with not playing some of those regular season games. You can't do that in the NFL, and especially when we're talking about two undefeated, two teams that most likely will be in the postseason. We can't just wipe that game away. I was a little surprised, and, and maybe I'm in the minority on this, being played. I was hoping we'd get maybe pushed to a Tuesday night game, which would have yeah. been exciting. But, you know, when you get, you know, three to five positive tests, and I know the numbers are much different from 53-man rosters to what you get close to 100-plus when you look at a college team, but Virginia Tech had 23 positive tests last week, and they go out and roll without their starting quarterback. Kansas State and Chris Kleiman didn't know if they were going to be able to field a team last week, and they win as 28-point underdogs against Oklahoma. So I'm just a little surprised that the NFL didn't find a way to get this thing played, but I agree with you. I don't think it's a huge deal if they have to push the season and the postseason back a little bit. What kind of uh, verdict would you give your Rams through three weeks? Yeah, you know, Clay, so I heard you, and I brought this up to you last, I don't know, maybe a couple of Mondays ago and when the Rams were sitting at 2-0, and you said yep. you believe they were the fourth best team in the NFL. And, you know, watching them, I think Sean McVay has done such a great job at calling plays the first couple of weeks. And then they go to Buffalo. I didn't have an expectation they were going to win that game. They get down 28-3. Buffalo, to me, is a top-five team. I don't think there's any doubt. And then the Rams start creeping back, and they take the lead. And I exerted so much energy as a fan into that game and to have it completely ripped away from me on an awful call there. And I know Saints fans. Yeah, really they're not going to be sympathetic or even, cow- or even Cowboy fans who feel like you guys got a pretty beneficial call late in that game too. Yeah, but when you start to look at the Rams' schedule now, you know, they're about to uh, – they, they obviously get the New York Giants who might not win a game this year unless they've got the Jets on the schedule, which, which they don't. Um, you know, they're going to win that game. San Francisco's extremely banged up right now. Seattle's not playing great defense, so I think they'll be able to score with the Seahawks. Um, I think Arizona is a little overranked. I think we saw Kyler Murray and the three turnovers should have been four this past weekend. I feel good about the Rams, better about the Rams right now than I did going into the season. That offensive line, um, they're playing a lot better. If the defense can ride it a little bit, Aaron Donald's obviously a one-man wrecking crew. Um, I feel good about the Rams right now, though. Uh, All right, so I think the best game in the NFL this weekend, given the fact that Steelers-Titans is not going to happen because that was the only matchup of two undefeated teams, I think the best game 
to me, the one that I want to watch the most is Patriots Chiefs. And I believe that Mahomes on Monday basically served notice that the NFL is his league for the next decade and that any kind of comparison between him and Lamar Jackson, even though Lamar Jackson won the MVP and everybody's trying to turn that into a rivalry, that in Mahomes' mind, it's not really a rivalry. He's now 3-0 and straight up against Lamar Jackson, threw four touchdowns, ran for one. But Cam and the Patriots are sitting there at 2-1. and What do you expect to see in this game? The Chiefs around a six-and-a-half or seven-point favorite. I think the Chiefs get it done. What about you? Well, Andy Reid has averaged more points against Bill Belichick than any other coach in his career. I mean, he's averaging almost 28 points per game against Bill Belichick. And, and Reid is one of the better play callers along with the enemy in football. And you look at Pat Mahomes, and it, I guess it's good news for the Patriots that out of month September, I'm sure you saw the numbers. He's never lost in September. He's never thrown a pick in September. I mean, just out of this world numbers. But the, the strange thing here, New England, since they won that first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 36 back in 2001 with Tom Brady, they've only been seven-plus point underdogs three times. And so this is kind of rare air for the Patriots to be in this situation. And look, and I think they're good with Cam Newton. I don't think they're great. Um, I kind of liked Las Vegas last week to beat them. That obviously didn't happen. But I just think Kansas City's too good right now. I think they got a little bit of a scare against the Chargers, just kind of had that off week. But for them to look like they did Monday night against Baltimore, Kansas City far and away looks like the best team in the NFL to me. Who's winning the divorce so far? We're talking to Lance Taylor, uh, 94.5 jocks down in Birmingham. Who's winning the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady divorce? Because Brady's Bucks look pretty good shape to take down the Chargers, uh, given a lot of the Charger injury issues. That would get the Bucks to 3-1, and one, keep them in first place in the NFC South, like I just said. I think that the Patriots are going to go on the road and lose against the Chiefs. We'll see exactly what happens. But how would you assess the divorce between Brady and Belichick so far? Who's winning the post uh, yeah. post divorce? Yeah, I would agree. I think it's got to be the Bucks, and I think it's 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 exterior factors. I think you look at I mentioned the Bills. I think the Bills are just a better team than the Patriots. The Bills look like a twelve and four team to me. So therefore, I think the Patriots are going to be second in that division, and I don't know if they end up getting a wild card or not. And then you look at the Saints and how they're regressing right now. And I don't think, you know, like Alvin Kamara has been great, scoring two touchdowns in at least five straight games. But they're using him too much with Michael Thomas being out. If Michael Thomas doesn't come back 100%, Drew Brees is not going to be close to the Drew Brees that we all recognize for the last couple of years. So I think the Saints have taken a step back. The Falcons are a complete disaster. So are the Carolina Panthers. I give Matt Rule a credit for winning this past week without Kristen McCaffrey. But that division has become so bad overnight that it's going to be the Bucks' division. And again, on the other side, I just think the Bills are a better team right now. So I think Tom Brady will end up winning out this year um, in that divorce. The NBA Finals. Uh, the Lakers, it appears, are in tremendous shape to go ahead and win the NBA Finals. We talked about this a little bit on Thursday's show. I don't know that the NBA Finals have ever felt less relevant to me in my entire life as a sports fan. I think part of it is the calendar. I think also many people have been turned off by the NBA's overt political messaging. Does it feel to you like in your life the NBA Finals have never been more of an afterthought as well? Well, i got to say this. uh, Growing up a Lakers fan, and I haven't seen the Lakers in the Finals since 2010, And I used to be one of those guys back in the 90s. I would go to, before they were the the major sports bars, I would go to a local sports bar that had the big satellite dishes, 
and I would make them dial up a Lakers uh, Supersonics game. And I'd have like a 20-inch right by my table, and I'd watch the entire thing. And then when the NBA League Pass became a thing, I'd watch all 82 regular season Lakers games. I can't tell you. I would burn stage when the Lakers got to the postseason if they were down for good luck for the Lakers to be able to come back. It was hard for me to get engaged in last night's game. And I don't know if it's a LeBron, LeBron thing where I just, I'm just not a fan of LeBron's right now, um, but I'm just not into it. And, you know, it's sad that I picked the Heat a couple of weeks ago to win the NBA Finals, and they're not now with this tragic injury. It's just not going to happen. Um, but in spots, I kind of caught myself pulling from Miami in that game. It was, it's just a weird field play. I don't know what's going on with me. Because if you ask anybody, I got Lakers gear. I grew up a Lakers fan. I've been, I drive to Atlanta every time the Lakers play in Atlanta. Um, and I, I feel kind of guilty. I feel bad, but I'm just not 100% engaged. Yeah, you know, it, it is kind of wild. Do you, what do you attribute that to? Do you think it's partly football? Like, if, if this, I think it's big yeah. schedule. Yeah. You know, like, I think the NBA yeah. gets a lot of benefit and attention. Because in May and June, there's nothing else really going on in sports. Even if you're a baseball fan, it's kind of like the early stages of baseball, so it's hard to really draw direct results. And now, I think going head-to-head like they are with the NFL and college football, and even, I don't know about you, we talked about this yesterday on the show too, how great is this MLB madness idea, right? Like the, the I think they have stumbled into genius here in Major League Baseball. It took them a long time to get started, but I loved the idea of noon to midnight Major League Baseball games. I think it's amazing. Well, I agree with you. Look, and I think 60 games, I mean, they're never going to do it because of the money situation. But if you could find a way to start Major League Baseball that first week of April and get it done by Labor Day and have a similar format and have wall-to-wall baseball, I'm all in. And, and you're right. I think it is the timing of the NBA Finals right now. Because if this wasn't June, I – you know, there's nothing else going on. You know, if you got Major League Baseball, but I would be excited and every other night watching a finals game. But right now with football, I'm just way too focused on that. And, you know, I'm even thinking about game two of the NBA finals. I got BYU and La Tech on. I know I've got a play coming up on that game. <laughs> so yeah. if, if I've got one big TV, am I going to watch, you know, the Bulldogs and the Cougars? Or am I going to actually watch game two where Dragic's not even going to play and Adebayo might not even play? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it is it is kind of tough to think about uh, as we go forward. Uh, LT, I appreciate the time, my man. Enjoy the games. By the way, how great was it that the SEC got all 14 teams and seven games in their opener? I continue to knock on wood furiously because anything can happen in 2020. But that week getting done and being able to pull off the entire slate of games, it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, it was, Clay. And, and, you know, on top of that, you had a lot of games that came down to it. You know, we mentioned the Jimbo Fisher situation, but Tennessee, your volunteers, you know, they, they got a break there on that uh, that kind of muff punt Yes, uh, with, with under a minute and a half to go. But, you know, Mississippi State, I mean, just the story there, when we're talking about the greatest collegiate team of all time, maybe, in LSU 15-0 and last year, and obviously a lot of defections there. But for Mike Leach, a guy that we've always wanted to see in the SEC, a guy that We've debated. You and I have literally debated Leach and how he'd do in the SEC. Not in like a you know contentious way, but just like this is a great bar debate that college football fans have had for years. Clay, they threw a pick six early. They were minus two in turnovers, seven penalties. They rushed for nine yards. They were 15.5-point underdogs, and they won by double digits on the road. Yeah. I, I know. It's, I mean, it's it's remarkable. I, I, I don't remarkable. know what to say. It it's really truly is. remarkable. Right. And and, and, and he's and so the, much and fun. Was good. Yeah, he's so much fun to watch. We had him on the show Monday. 
what do you think, by the way, obviously the debut went far better than anybody could have ever anticipated on the Mississippi State side, but I came on Monday, and I don't know if you've thought of this analogy, but I said 2019 LSU. Could it be 2010 Auburn? Both of them with a heroic, transcendent, unbelievable quarterback performance. Cam Newton in 2010 for Auburn. Joe Burrow 2019 for LSU. What happened after Cam left was the foundation of the Auburn program wasn't very strong and everything kind of collapsed. I wonder on some level how much of that 15-0 team was Joe Burrow. If LSU has a average starting quarterback in college, are they 8-4? and four? I, I don't think that's a crazy presumption. Yeah, look, and a lot of people will say the combination of Burrow and Brady last year. Yeah, but right. I think, I think the two greatest seasons we've ever seen are by individual players, 2010 Cam Newton and what we saw last year with Joe Brady. And I thought LSU would take a couple of steps back. I did not expect them to lose to Mississippi State. When you start to look at the schedule now, LSU might be a 5-5 five and five team, and that would be remarkable considering on how they recruit. Yes. I mean, they've still got, you know, it's one thing with, you know, from LSU to Auburn. Auburn is still a top 25 program, but LSU just, I mean, they just, they roll guys out into the NFL and they've still got a ton of talent. No doubt. Uh, LT, enjoy the games this weekend, NFL and college. I know we'll be doing the same. Talk to you again soon. Yeah, Clay, always fun, man. See you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped 
fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestine test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Getting ready for the return of the NFL and college football this weekend. Can't wait to dive into both. The president and the first lady, along with Hope Hicks, who is one of his top advisors, have all tested positive for COVID. I just uh, want all of them to, uh, to to be able to recover. I want to wish them the best. And something that we knew that was going to be a case, which is COVID and how it's going to impact everything, uh, and in particular, the Titans game against the Steelers, now not going to happen. Yesterday when we were doing the show, the expectation was they might play Monday, uh, and now that has officially been taken off the table, happened yesterday. Um, and I think the Titans are actually going to benefit here because the Titans have some fairly significant injuries on the offensive side of the ball. A.J. Brown, their uh, wide receiver who had an incredible rookie season, has been out the past couple of weeks. He would have been out this week against the Steelers. He now is going to be given a full week to get ready. He should be good to go next week against the Bills, potentially the undefeated Bills. Taylor Lewan, the Titans starting left tackle, uh, it, some thought that he might not be able to play. He's got a shoulder issue with another full week to be able to get ready. He should be good to go against the Bills. Both of those guys are going to be able to play healthy. And I, I do think that the overall storyline, you just heard me talking about this with Lance Taylor a little bit, is the NFL, by rescheduling this game, and, and, and I think what will happen is they'll move around bye weeks and that's the way they're going to adjust the overall situation. But the NFL is setting a precedent here that it doesn't take very many positive tests in order to have to move the games. And I think if you look at it, what it has been is every day, you know, one or two more people testing positive, which makes the NFL not feel that comfortable about being able to come back on a Saturday now, the positive is for all these Titans players and coaches who have tested positive, all of them are asymptomatic. And that goes to the larger issue here, which is, I mean, I've been arguing this for a long time. You know, I think schools, I think that jobs, I think that sports, everything should be going. And the elderly and the immunocompromised need to continue to isolate themselves. But we need to get back to normalcy as quickly as we can in this country because the economic health impact is more substantial by and large at this point in time than the actual health impact is from the coronavirus. But uh, to me, this is a precedent worth paying attention to because what I have been told is that the NFL is comfortable moving their Super Bowl back several weeks and moving the playoffs back several weeks too, such that as long as they get the NFL Super Bowl in by uh, by late February, they're still okay with that because the television networks are not going to complain because that just gives them more weeks of football. 
And so the fact that we're already having to have a bye week used now in uh, the, the fourth week of the season, we'll see whether or not we have any more outbreaks going forward. If you remember, Major League Baseball, all the Corona bros lost their minds the minute that the Miami Marlins tested positive and everybody said, oh my God, you've got to shut down the season. There's no way these guys can play. And then the Cardinal season happened. And now, to Rob Manfred's credit, they found a way to keep playing and ultimately the positive test diminished substantially in Major League Baseball. And they're about to enter into their bubble here and be able to finish with eight teams headed down to four teams headed out to California, four teams headed down to Texas. Everything's going to be in great working order. I saw where they announced that they're even going to have fans present for the World Series and I believe the NLCS. So baseball is not just trying to work their way back through the season. They're now starting to mix in fans, and uh, and certainly we're seeing a lot of fans present in NFL and college football games. But I do think that's an interesting precedent to pay attention to what exactly is going to be done going forward. When you still have a bye week you can work out, that's not particularly complicated. But as soon as you get past your bye weeks or as soon as you have to adjust on the fly, as it becomes winter, as some teams may become less disciplined as they start to lose more and realize, man, we don't have a chance to win our division or make the postseason anyway, uh, I do wonder about whether the discipline might break down among those teams too, but maybe the dollars at stake are so significant that players are going to be taking extra precautions. But the big takeaway here to me is the Steelers-Titans game was the best game of the week, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to two undefeated teams going head-to-head. And now I think the Steelers are going to lose out more so than anybody else because they now are going to get a more healthy, in theory, Titans team. Now, it's also possible some of the Titans' top players can get hurt between now and then, and the Titans could be a walking, wounded team more significantly injured than they are right now. You never know exactly what to predict as it pertains to the NFL. But I do think this is a story worth monitoring as we go forward, exactly how the NFL is going to respond now that they have set this precedent. And it's worth putting in the back of your minds if you're an NFL fan oh yeah, that makes sense, the way they are kind of projecting down the line is they're going to be able to add weeks to the season and extend things if necessary for all of the uh, all of the issues. And heck, I mean, there's even the possibility that the NFL could decide to push back a lot of games and even take a bye week somewhere else, else in the season. I'm not sure exactly how all this is going to go, but I do know it's intriguing uh, to follow, and the Titans are the first team in the NFL to have any sort of major issue related there. All right. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.